Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cold Strong Power Podcast. It's a Thursday episode. If you're tuning in, I am interviewing a young lady named Lauren Cudworth. She is a USAPL national champion, and she also is a two-time state champion. Thank you, Lauren, for being here with me tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, this is really awesome. Um, I want to go ahead and just start it right off. Uh, just give me a little bit about yourself, how old you are, um, where you're from, obviously, where do you lift? Uh, do you have a coach, things like that? I, I do, yeah. Um, so my name is Lauren Cudworth. I'm 24 years old, and I currently live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, I actually just moved here about two years ago, so I'm still still kind of getting to know the area. It's a pretty big, pretty big city. Um, there aren't a lot of huge powerlifting gyms in Green Bay, so I do travel when I can, where I can, to get in some good, um, some good training with good equipment. Um, I'll go to the Nina High School um, in the Nina Appleton area. They are super big with powerlifting down there, and they've been super accommodating and letting me use their equipment and their gym and actually their head high school coach, Joe Lewis. I've had the privilege of working with him for my last two equipped meets and just a wealth of knowledge down there and just some incredible lifters that have started there and just really great history. And I'm really honored that I got to train down there, but um, I'm also mainly coached by Zach Cooper. He is USA Powerlifting's national collegiate head coach and sub junior and junior world powerlifting coach. I've been working with Zach for probably three years now and working with him has been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like, I feel like if you, if you're serious about powerlifting and just serious about it in general, invest in a good coach, it'll change, it'll change your life. Not just how you lift, but everything. A good coach will teach you more than just things in the gym. And Zach has absolutely done that for me. 110%. He holds a very special place in my life. So. Fantastic. So you're in Green Bay. <clears throat> um, how far do you have to travel to get down to that school to lift? Um, it's about 40 minutes. Um, and I'll really only go there when I'm in prep for a meet. So I just went over to the equipped side about eh, my first meet was in December of 2020. I started in 2016 just as a regular raw lifter and then Zach always put a bug in my ear like you should try gear you should try gear and I'm always like no I don't want to try that that shit's crazy like <laughs> I have no interest in doing that and then I was like you know it's cheating and then I was like all right let's let's just try it you know and then I put it on and I'm like yeah that's it's definitely not cheating it's so hard it's, um, it seems that's the attitude I get a lot with people like it's cheating are usually the ones that haven't tried it and then obviously when you do try it it's a lot harder than it seems oh yeah exactly it was it's a totally different it's a totally different breed of powerlifting. like I thought I was pretty experienced as a raw lifter I I did five or six meets and I just kind of got bored kind of like I was looking for an extra element of competition and edge and mental game and looking to see where I could have taken my numbers and I just it just really clicked with me and I just I fell in love with it very very quickly um so I did my first equipped meet in December of 2020 and that was in Florida and and that's the other thing is Zach is in Florida so we do everything virtual like most powerlifting coaching is nowadays yeah. a lot virtual but um we'll always find a way to come together for meets and so he's there for me on meet day 
Um, so I did that as my first equipped meet and that was scary as shit. Like your first equipped meet versus your first raw meet. Those are two totally different ball games. Like, Oh my gosh. I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, you get it. Like it's, it's totally different. It's a different beast entirely just equipped powerlifting in general. It is hear that guys equipped lifting is actually difficult (laughs) coming from somebody who was primarily lot raw coming to the single ply even uh, very, yeah. very difficult. It's almost a different sport uh, when you, when you oh, think yeah. about it. it. It really is. And it's not just as simple as, as I thought it was just throwing the, the suit on and like automatically lifting all this extra weight. Like if you don't know how to do it raw and correctly, you are just going to fuck yourself up when you put the gear on. Like that is precisely right. That is correct. And, it, and it's, it's actually, I've noticed in my off seasons, cause I mostly, I mean, when you're in gear, you're only in gear for six to, you know, a, maybe eight weeks when you're prepping for a meet and the rest of that time you're spent, you're doing raw stuff. Mm-hmm. And even switching from when I'm transitioning off the equipped uh, meat prep and I get back into raw, like I can tell each cycle, my form is better. Like being in the gear teaches me better form. It teaches me better posture because you can't, you can't, you can't have shitty posture when you're in gear or, or any, anything like that, because it'll fight you out of it. And your body just gets so much ridiculously stronger and all like the fine tuned mechanics kind of ways. And that's, what's really blown my mind about it the most, I think with equipment for sure. Yeah, that's precisely right. Uh, I get that. Those uh, mean old hatred comments online that it's cheating and it's, it's, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> you can come by my gym anytime and I'll put you in a piece of equipment and uh, you, right. you, I'll put you under my weight. If you want, you, you tell me what you think after that. Right. That, that is awesome. <laughs> so you, you said you've been in uh, the Wisconsin, the green Bay area for two or three years. About two years. I moved here like four days before the pandemic, which was stupid on my part, but everything happens for a reason. And I don't know what I would be doing with my life if I wasn't in Green Bay, but yeah, I've lived here for about two years. I'm originally from Plymouth, Wisconsin. So a lot of people are more familiar with the Sheboygan area, Elkhart Lake, um, Road America. It's really small town. So Green Bay is like, I don't know, probably 10 times the size of what I'm used to. So it's definitely been an adjustment for sure. Absolutely. Is it cold up there? I imagine it's freezing. It is. When I left my house this morning, it was 21 degrees. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that's yeah. not ew. Okay. I'm not a winter person. We had snow this past weekend and I was very grumpy all day. <laughs> yeah, we we just got back from Ohio and it was snowing up there. Uh I was up there for one of Laura Phelps's meets, uh okay. north north of the border up there in Cincinnati. And uh, I always like to joke with people that in Ohio, we have four seasons. It's called snow, snow, less snow, and construction. <laughs> so that's, so that's true. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Good God. So uh, so you said you have a, a coach named Zach? Yep, Zach Cooper. Um, he is pretty big in the USAPL. Like I said before, I've been working with him for about three years. Um, he does all my programming. But when I get into gear, obviously he's in Florida. He can't help me. I'm very, very particular about who helps me in gear, who wraps my knees, who sets my shirts. Like you can't just have any gym bro come and wrap your knees and help get into your stuff and expect it to be good. Like equipped lifting is all about consistency. 
Um, so when I'm not training with Zach for a meet, I will be with Joe Lewis and the other Nina powerlifting high school guys. A couple of their guys will so generously help me. Um, so Zach programs my four day splits, um, about 12 to 16 weeks in each block, depending on when I do a meet. Usually I do about one to two meets a year. I would say probably on the more less side, just because I'd rather do a pretty large caliber meet than small local meets. When I started off, I did a lot of small local meets and guess what? My body felt like shit all the time because <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to mess it out like five times a year. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I do about one to two meets a year, only larger caliber meets. Um, I did do this past October. I did one for kind of funsies. It wasn't, for, I mean, it was for, it was fun, but it was for a qualifying total for next year. Because what happened was everyone knows everything going on at the USAPL and the IPF. And after junior nationals in April, well, I took first. And so I was looking for that team USA spot. That was like my lifetime dream, biggest accomplishment. I wanted that so bad. And then everything kind of fell apart. And then I was going to do the NAPFs and then USA wasn't going to go. And then it was the Virgin Islands and it just didn't, it just didn't work out. And I was really, really disappointed. Um, but I was already halfway through a meat prep. So I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste it. You know, I spent all the money on the gear and the alterations. Like I'm here, I'm ready. I'm peaked. I'm prepped. Let's just do something. Let's just see what I can do. You know? And I didn't do any type of weight cut or anything, which was freaking fantastic. Oh, so yes. nice. <laughs> um, so I just did a really small meet at a local gym here and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was like the first time that I wasn't, I just did it because I wanted to do it. You know, it was, there was probably, I don't know, 25 lifters in the whole meet. Most of them were kids. It was, <laughs> I was showing up for myself, you know, and I get a qualifying total I broke a few state records and did my thing. And that was it. That's, that's really cool. You said you do it for yourself. And that's what I like to tell people too, is I don't do this sport for anybody else, but one person. And that's me. Exactly. It's always you against you. I'm not uh, yeah. looking at anybody else. And that's even one of Zach's, one of my favorite game day strategies that he uses is he does not let me look at lifting cast the entire day. Mm -hmm. I don't know my attempts. I don't know what other people are doing. I'm not talking to other people. It's just, that's just one big therapy session all day. <laughs> Fantastic. As long as you're happy and you're doing it the way you want to do it, that pleases you. Exactly. Yep. And everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has different things that work for them on meet day. And that's just what works best for me. And that's takes you a while to find it. But once you find it, like you are unstoppable. Yep. You're looking at me doing this shit for 17 years going on. Um, so I've really narrowed really? everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much specialized in how I do things these days. So, um, so Zach does your programming. What type of programming is it? What do you mean? Like, is it, it's not, I, I'm assuming it's not something like conjugate method, like the West side guys. Is it, uh, he says a four day split. So explain that. Oh, it kind of, it kind of varies block between block. I usually have, I'm usually squatting three out of those four days, only pulling once benching two to three of those days. Um, recently he told me that this next block, we're going to add in I'm only going to do three days of lifting, but it's going to be more, the fourth day is going to be more of a metabolic kind of conditioning day to get my body in a little bit better shape because once again, USAPL changed a bunch of stuff, weight classes are changing and I don't really know what I want to do 
my weight has always been kind of up and down and up and down. So I don't know if I want to be more on the 75 side or the 82 side. So we're just going to add in a little extra conditioning and see what happens with my body. Um, but Zach does a lot of percentage based training. Um, and then accessories are more RPE based, but based off of my equipped one rep maxes, we do a lot of just the percentage based training, lots of variations with squats. Um, I mostly pull conventional in my off season. I do not really pull sumo until I get into my suit. I did have a, um, and this was probably one of, this was, I think one of the questions, something that really challenged you in the years even powerlifting is I had a hip surgery in 2019. I completely tore my right labrum. Um, so that took me out for a while. That was, that was a really, really hard thing for me to deal with because powerlifting became my life. It was such a huge part of my identity. And when I couldn't do that, when you take that away, like sounds dumb, but I feel like I had an identity crisis a little bit. Like I can relate. Yeah. And I truly do think that it happened for a reason because now I know who I am without that, because I mean, maybe I won't be powerlifting forever and I got to figure out who I am without it, you know, because I want it to be all not a part of me, but not all of me. Um, so when I had that surgery, it really, really tested me. Um, but getting back to my training and everything. So I don't pull sumo until I get into a suit, um, conventional, regular deadlifting, um, lots of different bench variations, mostly a lot of the stuff that I hate to do because I suck at it, but I need to do it. (laughs) That's, I think people should spend more time doing the things that are hard that they quote unquote suck at. Right. Yeah. The uh, carryover if, is amazing. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you, if you suck at something, you probably need to be doing it more because that's, exactly. you have a weakness somewhere. That's, that's great. I like yep. that. Um, so you mentioned that you, you do equipped your single ply in the USAPL. Um, yep. It's very difficult. It's different. I think raw and equipped both have their own unique challenges, but I'll ask you, mm-hmm. which one do you prefer? Like, which one do you prefer? equipped hundred percent. I will never do another raw meat ever. Now that I've experienced the different edge of the intensity, the adrenaline competition, everything, like it takes so much mental toughness in order to do any type of single ply, multiply, any of that. Not Mm -hmm. saying that raw lifting doesn't take a certain type of mental toughness. It's just a different kind of mental toughness. There you go. It's a, um, if I mean, of course it's physical, but if your mind is not there, when you're in that gear, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you are not in the right headspace and you're in that squat suit and you're going down, you're going to go down. You know, <laughs> I've, yeah. I mean, you, I'm sure you can relate those, those shitty training days, the days they, they suck. And it's mostly because maybe it's not even your body feeling like shit. It's your mind. Mm-hmm. You have to, and, and it's exhausting. And that's another reasons why I do one to two meets a year, especially in gear is because of the mental aspect of it, because it is, I would argue that it's probably almost as taxing as the physical part. You have to be there equally all the time, all the time, but each day, each training session, you learn, you learn something for me, benching in a shirt has been like the biggest crisis of my life (laughs) in gear. Like everybody has that one lift that they just really struggle with and benching in a shirt has definitely been that for me. I've had many, many meltdowns and just frustration and everything. And that's just, 
a lot of it is mental. Like I know I can do it. I'm strong enough to do it, but it's a lot of it is mental and it's a learning curve. I mean, learning a venture is extremely tedious, extremely hard. Um, and there's lots of elements to it and it's really hard to learn to piece it all together, but yeah. 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 I think, uh, I think benching properly in a poly bench shirt is one of the perfect examples of technical perfection in this sport. Uh, I know squat suits and deadlift suits are hard. I suck at any form of deadlift, whether it's raw equipped, I don't give a shit. It's just, I suck at deadlifting. (laughs) It's like a refrigerator trying to pick up a bar off the floor. Um, but yeah, benching in, in shirts is definitely very, very technical and difficult to learn. So um, it's refreshing to hear somebody speak in the same language. That's really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, she likes, she prefers equipped. And, you're, and I think, honestly, that's going to extend your career by uh, tenfold. I like to say that I want to do this sport not just for years. I want to do it for decades. Exactly. Yes. And, and with my hip too. I mean, I have to be super careful of that. I mean, my left one bugs me often, but when I'm in gear, I feel, I feel incredible. Like if I do an, if I do a complete cycle of raw, Oh my God, I feel like, I feel like a bag of shit at the end of it. (laughs) I I mean, I feel better after an equipped meet. I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's go again. I feel great. You, you know, but then after a raw meet, I'm like dead to the world. Like, leave me alone for like a week because I feel yeah, like crap. <laughs> just imagine decades and decades of just nothing but raw over. I, hate and over it. Over. I, oh, I don't even want to. It sounds terrible. Nope. And, I, and I refuse. <laughs> Again, I, I do this sport for one person. That's me. So if I decide to go raw because of something I want to accomplish, not uh, me and online people that say I should go raw. Uh, right. Maybe right. that day will happen someday. But at this point, yeah. I'm not interested. Well, um, even like raw with wraps categories and all the different categories that the USAPL is releasing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would do it. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, wraps are like the least exciting thing for me about gear. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty insane. Isn't it? All these, all these different things coming out and stuff. Um, who is, yeah. who is Love someone that you, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. I was just, just saying there was just lots of changes in the USAPL and I feel like every day there's something new out there and it's hard to keep up with it all. And I don't even really know what the future looks like because everything is different every day. And yeah, you're, it you're affects f- like future decisions. I don't know. You're not the first person to say these things. That's, that's, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of this from many different sources. Um, yeah. In this sport, you've only been in the sport for about five years. You started in 2016. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yep. So who are some, uh, whether it's male or female, but who are some people that you really look up to in the sport? Um, when I first started, um, I worked with, I'm not sure if you're familiar. She was a very big USAPL lifter in the 57 class back in 2016, Lauren Lent. I looked up to her tremendously. I actually trained with her and her coach when I first got started. So I was in high school, Plymouth didn't have a powerlifting team and I my dad has always been pretty big into bodybuilding and I it's kind of piecing it all together. I struggled with a severe eating disorder for a good decade of my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I wanted something more. I wanted to be more than just my body. I wanted to focus on more than just that. And I saw some girl on Instagram, Lauren Lent lifting just a shit ton of weight. And I'm like, man, she like, I want to do that. Like she doesn't care what she looks like. She just 
wants to get it up. I want to do that. So I, I literally just went on Google and I looked up powerlifting meets near me and without even knowing anything about powerlifting. I mean, I was obviously, I had a history of working out and everything due to my background and things that I went through, but nowhere near a powerlifting caliber, Mm -hmm. um, signed up for a local meet and the meet director who was RG Luco, um, Lauren Lentz coach reached out to me. He's like, Hey, I realized that, you know, Plymouth doesn't have a powerlifting team. You're more than welcome, more than welcome to come down to Milwaukee and train with us. Cause that's where they were. And that's how I got started. They so much welcomed me into their gym with open arms and it was really, really cool to train with these world-class lifters, right. As I was starting out and I would argue without, without them, I don't, I don't know where I would be like High school powerlifting is still pretty big in Wisconsin. It just wasn't big where I was coming from. But Lauren Lent was definitely somebody that, I mean, I still do look up to her. I watch her stuff all the time. Um, I looked up to her initially. And then as I got older and more exposed on the internet, um, saw girls like Natalie Hansen just crushing gear benching a stupid amount of weight like I don't even I don't even understand it like I look at her stuff now and I'm just like man I don't I don't get it like it just it just clicks with her so well and I'm I'm so envious of that but yeah those two those two ladies have inspired me for a long time they still do still do love watching it I I have people that I looked up to back when I was you know 16 17 18 uh who maybe not are not in the sport anymore maybe i surpassed but i still look up to them because of what they did for me at that young age yes Mm -hmm. Um, Mm i'm very 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 uh very fortunate to be around the people that i've been around so that's great that that you have those people that inspired you that are still doing so well that's what that's so much of what powerlifting is it's the people in the sport and it's the people around you and the people who help you and i i really have realized that in gear like you need a great group of people behind you like that you can't do that shit alone and I mean powerlifting is so much harder to do alone you go to a meet and you're cheering for your opponent like you just you don't ever want to see someone fail like that's just I just feel like that's the world of powerlifting for the most part I'm sure there's you know rivalries and all of that but for the most part it is the most uplifting community that I have ever ever been involved in and I'll never leave. Like, it's just, we're one big family, no matter what federation, no matter what, like we all, we're just power lifters and we just look out for each other and we just want to see each other just get stronger and be healthy and do well, you know? These are some serious uh, words to the wise. If anybody's listening, Uh, these are some, uh, you're you're talking some really good stuff here. Uh, Yes. The community, uh, the camaraderie uh, is what, well, the individuality, you know, you're competing really against yourself. Yes, there's records to chase. Yes, maybe you want to surpass somebody. Uh, but the individuality is what drove me to the sport. But then I was also introduced to the, the, just the such a tight-knit community of people. We all are doing the same thing, and we can really relate to each other. Right. Um, so that's yeah. very, very special. You're right. Well, and I mean, if you think about it, like without powerlifting, who would you who would you be involved with right now? I wouldn't be in Green Bay. I wouldn't have my group of friends. I wouldn't be working where I work. Like it's, it's blessed me with so many different, so many different things. And it, it saved me from the darkest, darkest time of my life. I used to use exercise 
as a form exercise and you know control over my food as a form of self-hate and self-destruction and I've realized that like my, my body is my friend it's not working against me it's working for me we are a team and powerlifting has tr truly saved my life it, it really has I would not be here without this sport and that's why it's so precious to wow. me and why I put so much into it I mean it's it's my full-time it's my full-time gig I work full-time I work 40 50 hours a week but powerlifting is always my number one because without it I wouldn't be here powerlifting you're 24 7 that's awesome and I, I am very glad you were here as well so I'm, I'm very glad you found something that you that you uh can uh, be healthy with and uh your mental health matters absolutely yeah. that's and even if being. you know I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on here too is whether whether you find powerlifting or you find you know what whatever you find to save you from that or whatever you're struggling with that's that's all you, that's all you need. Like there's, there is one thing out there for you. I mean, I knew that when I was really, really deep and dark into my, into my own shit, like I just, I would look at other people who were recovered and I'm like, how, how did you do it? And I would, I will get messages from girls. Cause I'm very public about my recovery and um, mental health and eating disorders. They would always ask me, how, how did you do it? I said, you just, you gotta, you gotta find something that's Cause that's what I wondered for so many years. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I'm going to therapy. I'm doing all this thing, but maybe therapy wasn't sitting across a table from somebody sitting on a couch saying, how do I feel about that? Like oh. therapy for me is freaking iron. That's and it. it's, it's so much more than that. And that, that's my, that's my biggest piece of advice is you just got to find something that takes you away from it. Yeah. My therapist is the iron bug. And uh, fortunately, it's been in my life. The Iron Bug's been there since 14. So I've always had that. Uh, the weights will always be there for you. That's yeah. They don't care who you are, where you come from, what you've been through. It's the same for everybody, which is why I love them so much. Yeah. Amen. Um, so you've been in the sport for five years, which is you basically are just getting started. Uh, what yeah. so far what has been your most memorable experience? Now this can be good or bad, but what's the one experience that you, uh, is, is the most memorable for you? Um, so I, I feel like I've narrowed it down to two, um, for sure. I've invented hundreds of thousands of times. I'm a very visual person. When I want something, I will visualize it. I will visualize me doing every single, every single part of it down to just down to the second and me stepping on the podium at junior nationals in April this past year was, was everything that I've ever worked for. And I, I don't know. I just, that was, that was it for me. I mean, that's what I've, I've wanted that since I, since I saw Lauren Lynch, I was like, I someday, man, I hope I, I get to that level and I never stopped. And that was, it was just very, I can't even describe the feeling, the feeling of, fulfillment and accomplishment and it's it was just it was incredible so that was definitely my number one okay. um but my two was not pr related um in 2018 um usapl wisconsin they did they did this one year i think and it was right before the night of the state championships they held like a usapl state chair meeting and athletes could attend and i was presented with a um the 2018 USAPL Most Inspirational Athlete Award. And oh, wow. it, 
um, a person's ability to truly inspire others and encourage them to do their best. It's rare and deserves recognition. This award honors a deserving member who demonstrates athleticism, dedication, leadership, and the ability to inspire others. And it was a, it was a plaque, had my name on it, and that was, that was, I was speechless. I, it was unexpected. It was, uh, I can't even, uh, I get like emotional talking about it. Like it's. Oh, that's awesome. If, if my house was on fire, that would be the first thing I would grab. It means so that. much. It means so much to me because. I, I just wanted to be where I am today so bad for so long. And I know there, maybe there's people listening right now that want to take this to a level that they maybe think that they can't go to, or they don't believe that they can. And you 100% can't like, my God, if you would have told me five years ago that I'd be where I am today and gone through the things that I've gone through, I probably, I probably, no, I wouldn't even, wouldn't have even thought about that or even believed you for a second. So that's awesome. Yeah, You've had cool. an inc incredible journey so far. That was, yeah, you're definitely, you sound like the type who, uh, who could definitely have a big voice in the room and inspire some people. I can definitely tell you that, that, that type. So I'm very, I'm proud of you for what you've done. That's really awesome. I do um, around um, high schools. I, I haven't the last two years because of, you know, everything that's going on in our world. Um, but the last four years from 2016 to about when I graduated high school and a couple years after, um, I would go, go around to high schools around the state. I made a little awareness presentation, um, included some picture videos, stories, and I made it into probably like a 15 or 20 minute movie. And then I got up and I told my story in front of high school classes to the nittiest, grittiest parts of it that nobody wants to hear but that's the rawest stuff because when think about it when you were in high school and you went to a presentation on drugs and alcohol what did you remember the next day not a fucking second of it yeah. so I want I wanted to be louder I wanted something that people will remember years down the road and it was really funny because I'm also a, a barista at a coffee shop in the early morning and this was last week and I, you know, that wasn't when I lived in Plymouth, that's almost two hours away. And I was making this girl a coffee one morning and she's like, are you Lauren Cudworth? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I remember when you came in to my high school freshman health class and you told your story and you made, I, I'll, I'll never forget you. And that was, that's all I wanted. You know, if, it, shit that I went through sucked. I would not wish it upon my worst enemy, but if it, that right there, just that one girl, yep. if I helped her, that, that was, that was worth it. I, uh, I did what I was supposed to do here, you know? Yes. That is fantastic. I, I love the story. Uh, and I'm glad if you can change even one person's life, I'm sure it's more than one. Um, but this is, this is really awesome. So again, five years in the sport, this young woman is doing great things already. You've already became the junior national champ. So what would you consider a short-term goal of yours? And what would be a long-term goal that you have? Um, well, looking at even next year, short-term, there are a couple of options that um, I'm looking at. I would love to do. And I mean, it's kind of short-term and long-term. I've always wanted to do it. The Arnold. 
Mm -hmm. would absolutely love to be on that stage with such incredible strong people and even just to be able to share that stage with them and I mean that's it is the that is the biggest fitness festival like period you know that would just be I've done nationals three times and it's amazing but I've never done the Arnold before and I want to do something that I've never done before and now that I'm not a not a junior anymore I'm in the freaking open <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> different type of battlefield so um i would love to do the arnold um i would love to go to open nationals in las vegas i don't know about the timeline though because arnold is going to be in march nationals would be in june but mm-hmm. i would love to be in the prime time session i think that's something that is definitely in my cards um would love long-term would love to set an American record state records are cool, but I think an American record is definitely in my reach. I don't know what weight class it would be at, but definitely striving for somewhere. I would love to deadlift over 500. I just pulled 481 um, last month in the 84 kilo class. And it was I like, was like, okay, I could have done more, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, love to deadlift over 500 year maybe in the year after that I mean I did I mean I deadlifted 451 in April at junior national and I pulled 480 in this past October so I I mean it's not it's not going to be that constant linear you know uphill progression but um and that much too like that was that's a lot in a couple yes. months wish um, I could do that <laughs> I mean I did go up like a weight class too but you know uh, that don't matter you're good <laughs> um so yeah, I would just really like to be on that, be on those huge caliber meets and like the prime time session. That's incredible. Like when I would go to, when I went to 2018 nationals in Washington and 2019 nationals, like that is the hype. That is where every, like, of course, everything else is awesome, you know, but prime time is like, it's the party of nationals right. and it would be absolutely amazing to be on that stage. So those are those are what that's what I'm looking at. That's I try not to think like too far ahead, but more so like what's in my reach within even the next year, because I will be super hyper focused on that goal. And I want to dedicate 150% of myself to reaching that goal. Um, so those are probably my big two, three things I'm looking to do in 2022. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great year. I think 2021 was just me really dipping my feet in the water in equipment and now that I'm, I mean, I'm still by no means like an elite equipped lifter. Like I have a lot of learning to do. Um, but I'm not like, Oh my God, first meet as an equipped lifter, you know, like getting those jitters out of the way. Like I still do get nervous. I was really nervous this last meet and you do get nervous. Like each meet you're doing these massive numbers that you've never had on your back before. And scary, you know, but that's the mental thing again, you know, too, like, I would always be like, I'd walk it out and I'd be like, oh my God, Zach, it feels really heavy. And he's like, yeah, it's supposed to. It's like a hundred max. It's going to yep. feel heavy. <laughs> yep. So I think you're a lot closer to some American records. Uh, I think you're, I think you're right there. Almost deadlifting 500 pounds already uh, is very, very impressive. Um, so on that note, with equipment, uh, since you are a single black competitor, what are your top? What's your heaviest squat bench and deadlift? Um, heaviest squat was October, this last October, um, 463 squat. 
um, 213 bench and then a 481 deadlift. Damn, that's that's what I a uh, 2,000 pound uh, or uh, sorry, just over a thousand pound total, I think. Yeah, um, 1,155 about, I believe. We'll go with 1155. Awesome, cool. cool. So that's awesome. So yeah, 463 range next year. That would be that would be pretty cool. I think I can do it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, those are some awesome numbers already, and just being right at the beginning of your career in the sport. Uh, hitting those kind of numbers is really, really cool. So, thank you. So, that's what we got, guys. A 463 single ply walked out squat, a 213 bench, an almost 500 pound deadlift, 481. That is uber impressive. Thank you. Um, absolutely. So, what I want to do real quick um, before we go on to the final section, I want to hit that middle section really quick. Uh, is there anything? Uh, any kind of question you would want to ask me before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, I'll be honest, I don't really know a lot about you. Um, a good friend of mine, Travis, reached out to me and said you were doing this. And I took a quick glance at your Instagram, like, all right, this dude clearly knows what he's doing. Like, he's he's super strong. So, I mean, how long have you been lifting? Have you always been multiply? Were you ever single ply? How did you make that transition to multiply? I've been lifting for 17 years competing for 13. Um, so I'm 31 years old. I started right at the ass crack of being 18 years old. Um, I've delved into multiply and single ply both uh, back and forth throughout my entire competitive career. I am a bigger fan of single ply. Really? Interesting. Yes. Uh, yep. Um, I primarily bench. I have done full power. I've got two multiply full power meets under my belt, as well as two raw from way, way long ago. Um, right now, I am all about the single ply benching since I primarily bench these days. Um, I did a single ply bench of 1120 pounds back in June, Damn. Which, which, which gave me the heaviest bench, not just single ply. That's the heaviest bench ever done in human history, regardless of equipment, weight, class, age, drugs, no drugs. Okay. So I'm sorry. How much was it again? Uh, 1,120 pounds. Okay. So you just pretty much benched my total. It's fine. Not quite. <laughs> not quite. You, no, no, no. <laughs> um, and I was very fortunate to be able to do, do it when I did it. Uh, yeah. Wow. And I'm actually so competing this coming weekend as well. Really? Okay. So do you, why do you prefer single ply over multiply? Because multi, oh, because, <laughs> because multiply is just, it, it becomes, after a while, it becomes just too cumbersome. Uh, single ply, you can really manipulate the equipment a lot more than you can with multiply. Um, yeah. I've been with Anderson Powerlifting, which is a distributor for Titan equipment, which I'm sure you use. Um, I've been with them since I was 19 years old, so 12 years as an Anderson athlete. <clears throat> and uh, back at when I was around 20 or 21, Ken Anderson, when he was still primarily the runner of the company, told me that a properly fitted tight single ply shirt can rival or surpass anything multiply. Really? That didn't make any sense at the time. And then I finally started get, getting into it. My first 900 pound bench I ever accomplished was actually single ply. Hmm. Um, but then I would, two years late, I was at 21 years old. Two years later at 23, I'd bench 950 and multiply. So only a 47 pound jump with a triple ply shirt versus a single ply shirt. 
Um, I just, I, and I like the simplicity, the idea of trying to get as much as you possibly can out of that one single layer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very attract, not, I want to bench more weight, let's throw on more layers, let's add more, whatever. I just, I like the idea of just getting as much as I possibly can uh, from that one single layer. That's what really draws me to it. What um, type of shirt do you wear? I wear a Titan Super Katana. Okay, nice. I started in a started in an F six. I felt like it was a good beginner shirt, good learning shirt. Mm -hmm. Definitely not as much. I mean, it was a was a pretty high collar shirt. You know, it was it was just a good beginner. Um, And then I'm still still learning a katana. Not in a super katana yet. Still learning that awkward bar path and just just learning to make it all click you know like I feel like it's clicked a little bit more each cycle less bailed bars and less tears and frustration like I sound like a total pussy right now but it's frustrating you know like it's oh yeah even going from the f6 to the katana that's a diff that's a whole different that's a whole different thing um but um yeah we do a lot of board work in shirts as well a lot of board work I mean I probably touch my chest maybe four times before a meet in a meet prep. So it's a lot of, um, Zach does a lot of bench ladders. So it's, uh, if I'm doing three reps, maybe two of those will be to a two board, last board or last rep will be to a one board, two reps, maybe one of those is at a one, next one's at a half. Like it's just those, those progressions, probably because I'm still learning the groove of the shirt. Um, yes, definitely got to work on those triceps, but, um, yeah bench i'm i'm determined to just like anything else i'm sure i'm sure bench and i will decide to be friends one day but um it's a learning curve for sure but i'm not gonna not gonna let it get the best of me no no and i mean you can build a total up on squat and deadlift yes um oh yeah eventually the bench i think will be where you can make up a lot um oh yeah for that big ass total you got coming to you yeah um (laughs) So we, uh, you have, uh, you have anything else? I mean, not really. I mean, you're, you're 31, right? You've been doing this since you were 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to meet this weekend. That's yes. exciting. That's super exciting. Just the bench meet, right? Just bench. Okay. <laughs> nice and, and is simple. that local or do you have to travel for that? Uh, York, Pennsylvania. That's about a two hour drive. From here. Not oh, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. It's going to be at the uh, York Barbell Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I primarily compete with IPA, RPS, occasionally APF. Um, okay. But, but in Virginia, we're ruled by USAPL and USPA, both of which I don't compete with. So I do have to uh, travel to compete. So. Yeah, 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 there's not, I mean, it's more local meets in Wisconsin too for USAPL for sure. Like, I mean, if I, I mean, it was nice when 2019 National was in, Illinois like we drove to that but mm-hmm. I've been to Florida Louisiana Florida twice actually for me it's um Washington like and that and that's another part of powerlifting that I think is like a super underrated part that's super challenging is the traveling and it's mm-hmm. it gets expensive you know like I'm not to the level where I get paid for this shit like <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's hard and I never want that to be a limiting factor and when there's a will there's always a way but right yeah yeah that's awesome you're right you're right on the money there so 
I'll go ahead. We'll, we'll finish this thing up. We got about 15 minutes left. I want to go through a few questions that I'm going to pull off my Instagram right here for you. So okay, cool. Um, the first one is by a, uh, someone that you know, but uh, he's asking, when is she going to toss on multiply and see how much weight she can really handle? Okay, Travis. <laughs> I, I knew it and that's yep. why I kind of talked about multi multiply a little bit and I wanted to get your take on it like sure. I think maybe I would I would I would try it you know I'm open-minded I would never not try it like same thing with single ply I was always uh-huh. like we're gonna put that on and I tried it and I liked it so who knows maybe I'll put it on and I'll try it and I'll like it but hey I don't I, know I like I like the attitude let's try it and see I mean yeah right I like that that's great yeah so cool. So that's going to go into uh, kind of this next question I have here it says, are you fully committed to the USAPL or would you ever branch out to other feds? Um, it's a really good question. Um, right now, I am super excited about the things that the USAPL is doing. I really want to give them the best benefit of the doubt that I can. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really big transition for them leaving the IPF. Like that is, that is historical. That is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of unknowns right now. I want to give them a chance. I've always had great experiences in the USAPL. Maybe some people have worse experiences, but I've always been treated great. I love the way they run their meets. Um, right, right now I'm fully dedicated to the USAPL unless something extremely monumental happens and athletes get screwed over really, really bad, then I would probably think about leaving, but I don't really, I don't really see that happening. I mean, even with everything with the USAPL, that was, in my opinion, that was for our greater good. Like they're just looking out for us and I'm just excited to see, excited to see what's going to happen in this next year. And even in the next coming months with them, I mean, they've already rolled out so many big changes that I'm super excited about. And yeah, I'm excited to see what type of competitions they bring to 2022 and beyond. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's experience is different. I unfortunately have had horrific uh, experiences. Again, mm-hmm. I, I was back in 08, 09. So that was, you know, quite a while ago. But uh, there's a reason there's reasons why I don't compete with them. But I am very I'm glad to hear that they treat you well. That's yeah that's what I want to hear. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I really don't, I don't, you know, people are so quick to shame different feds. Like, I feel like, like I kind of said before, everyone wants the same thing for their athletes. It's them to have fun, to be happy, to be healthy, to lift some fucking weight. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Like who really cares about anything else i mean unless you're you really want to get into the politics of it that's fine whatever floats your boat mm-hmm. but i'm just there to lift some heavy shit and make sure everyone gets treated fairly like i'm not going to go and lift for a federation that you know is never on the athlete's side and you're but, and you're happy and you're happy that's what matters most right ex- here. exactly yeah that's like, great that's yeah that's what, that's how it's supposed to be. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't love it completely. And I, I go where I want to go, where I'm happy and I'm super happy that they they treat you well. Right. Otherwise, that's what's great. the point? Exactly. Uh, let's see here. I got another good one. Okay. This is an interesting one. <clears throat> Have you ever been robbed of a good lift at a competition? Honestly, I can honestly, I've never, I've never been, I've always had really good ref calls. I've never, I'm, 
I mean, if you were to go on the database and look at my history, I have on one hand, probably four red lights, my entire lifting career. I, I've always had great calls and maybe they're, I mean, I've, I'm a consistent lifter. Mm-hmm. I train the way that I'm going to be on meet day. I've, I'm not going to show up and do anything less than that, but I've, I have not really personally in person. I've never seen any bad calls with other people. I've never had an unfair call. Okay. Um, and I, and I know that there are, they're definitely out there. I mean, everyone knows about them, but oh yeah, I've, I've been lucky to not have any, um, cause there, you know, there's some, some shady shit that happens out there and there's people who are in it for other, other reasons, um, yeah. and ruin it for other people. But luckily I have not had anything like that happen to me. I've been very lucky in that department. That's good. I, I like to think that most of my lifts, I've not been criticized with getting a gift or like, oh, that shouldn't have passed. Oh, you know, whatever. But I think that if I was given a gift, like if I knew for a fact, like that was not locked out or whatever it was, I probably wouldn't even accept said gift because I don't want that on my record. Yeah, exactly. Like half the time I'm worried about reaching depth for my squats. And I'm like, okay, my ass is like almost to the ground. And I'm worried about depth in a suit. Like (laughs) never been called for depth or any of that. Like I think the only red lights I've ever gotten, of course, have been the bench, like of course, but um, yeah, no unfair calls here. I would say. Good. That's great. That's uh, you're being upheld to the standard and you're maintaining the standard as a lifter. Yeah. And I, and I, want to I think another um, goal for this year not anything like platform I mean kind of platform related but I would like to get my state ref um, certification like I want to give back to the sport as much as I can and it's about time that I start doing it I say I've been gonna be doing it for a while but then this happens that happens blah 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 those are excuses but I just need to I just need to do it I just need to give back to the sport yep that's one of the things I practice and preach. I don't like using the word preach, but I tell people that uh, oftentimes too too often, which uh, is sad, but people tend to just take, 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 take from the sport and we need more people to give back. So you becoming a judge, I'm actually trying to become a judge in the uh, RPS Federation here this year, uh, just to, again, try to give back to the sport that I love so much. Um, So I'm really glad to hear that you're going to pursue that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's see these two questions we kind of already covered let's see here oh here's an interesting one i got two left these are these are pretty good cool uh it just says plans for the wpo with three question marks after it wpo uh wpo super finals apf type uh multiply florida anything like that Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at those two for next year in the USAPL on my calendar as of right now. Okay. So any, you know, I'm not sure if you have been following it, but their USAPL is releasing a pro series. Um, and they are still releasing qualifications for that. But right now they're taking the top three from the national events from 2021. And those top three people get their pro card. And with their pro card, they get their pick at the Arnold. They'll be um, the prime time at nationals. And there are a couple of other pro events that the USAPL will be hosting later in the year. I know Virginia is holding one. Um, and all of these are going to be cash prizes, which is nice because there's yes. never been cash prizes in the USAPL. Right, right. Um, 
So one of those pro events, one or two, I would love to be at. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, if you can, <laughs> we love a sport so much that pays very little or nothing at all. So right. uh, any chance <laughs> to grab some cash, go right ahead. That's, that's, that's right. great. Getting paid Claire, to do what you love. Yeah. Well, clearly we don't do it for the money because there's almost no money involved. It's something different. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Good God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Catch up, powerlifting. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> the last question I have off my Instagram here says, if you could speak with any lifter, past or present, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. Mm. And I guess what, we, what would you talk about? What would you ask them? Oh, now that I've dug deeper into powerlifting and I mean, equipped powerlifting brings out a totally different card of athletes. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of them that I really, really, really admire. Natalie Hansen being like my number one. Okay. Um, Kelsey McCarthy. I think that she is a very consistent lifter. Her technique is amazing to watch and that's another thing i love watching in equipment everyone's got a different technique and it is so interesting to watch everyone's different technique and you know a lot of lifters will maybe try to copy them and do do what they're doing because they're squatting 400 500 pounds doing what they're doing it's not going to yep. work for you but it's interesting to see like well they're doing this you know maybe i won't try that exact same thing but just being open-minded to like changing and putting your ego aside. And mm -hmm. I just love watching the consistent lifters. Kelsey McCarthy is one of them. Natalie Hansen. Um, oh, there's one that I'm thinking of and I can't remember her name. Um, oh, Priscilla. Oh, Rivik, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Priscilla. Um, uh, what is um, Hartman? Can't remember her first name. She's mm -hmm. married to Jeremy Hartman. Um, She's actually out of Nina. Okay. Um, she started in Nina and okay. then she, I mean, she's amazing. She went on to win so many national championships, world championships. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of her name and I just, I just can't think of her name. I'm having a total brain fart and I should totally know it. My coach would be really ashamed of me. No, no, no. It's uh, all good. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but there's just, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of amazing, amazing people. And you know what? Like the multiply people, I admire you. I admire Travis. I admire all these people who like, I mean, single, single plies on one level, multiplies literally times two or three. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said before, it takes a different type of mental grit and you people are my people. Like, I feel like we all get each other on a different, on a different level, you know? Yes. Yeah. That is, that is, that, that's a great answer. I love that. Uh, before we wrap it up, do you want to leave the audience with anything else? Um, I mean, not really. I'm just really thankful to be here. Um, I'm thankful that I was given this platform to like talk about myself for 45 minutes. Like I feel weird talking about myself for so long. Uh, um, but I worked really hard to be where I'm at and I can't wait to show everyone what I can do that I know that I'm capable of. I think I'm going to be on some pretty big stages next year and I'm I'm super excited like it's it's only it's only the beginning like I've just I'm just getting started and in, in the grand scheme of things and even though my junior days are over open battlefield starts now I'm super yep. excited 
super excited about the coming years. Like, yeah, maybe, you know, competition, competition is way more in the open, but that's what makes it more exciting. Right. Like exactly. you don't want to win because like you were the only lifter in your, <laughs> like, that doesn't really matter. Like I want to win because I beat your ass, but I'm also happy for you. You know? <laughs> no, that's, that's great. That's awesome. Yes. I, I, I really thank you uh, for coming on here and sharing your story, uh, your background, uh, the things you've had to go, go through and conquer. Um, I think you have a, a very, very bright future ahead of you. Uh, I cannot wait to see what kind of platforms you hop on in and, and the coming years, especially what you're talking about this next year. Uh, yeah. You've got a very positive attitude. I really appreciate that, um, especially in a young lifter. Um, a young lifter that also wants to give back to the sport, which. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to say like, if there's anyone listening right now that maybe is, they kind of feel like they're stuck or they're in an in-between or maybe somebody's struggling with their mental health. Some, some of the things that I talked about before, any type of eating issues, like, I, I don't know if you're going to include my Instagram handle or anything in this podcast, but we're, we're going to please reach out to me. Like, oh my gosh like I will I will always always be here for anybody who needs it like I know that's all I wanted in my darkest days was somebody to listen to me but I mean even if you don't want to talk about like the sad shit like just I'm cool with talking to anybody like I want to make new friends this community is amazing and I'm just just really 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 excited to be here and excited to meet some new friends through this platform so thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to talk to so many people it's amazing you are very welcome and i i thank you for being here again with your incredible story your very positive attitude and outlook with the sport and with life i think that's something that a lot of people could use um, or do more of in their in their everyday lives uh, so your at your instagram is you are royal thinus so your <laughs> Royal Finest, which I think is your Royal Finest. Yeah, that is fantastic. So you can go check her out. We're gonna include that in the show notes as well. If nobody knows how to spell it, uh, again, this is Lauren Cudworth from up north. She's a USAPL national champion after only five years being in the sport, two-time state national or two-time state champion, and uh, I think she's got a very very bright future. Uh, just stay positive. I know you will. I think that's the kind of person you are. Again, thank you so much for being on here tonight, and I want you to have a good rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Good night. Take care. Thanks. Bye.